0: This is Alex Martin, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
1: This is Kyle Chisholm, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
2: Episode 111, probably going to be a pretty short intro tonight, no co host everybody bailed, they're lame, Uh, I'm sick, I don't feel great, so uh, I know there's a lot of talk after San Diego with all the lime and all that stuff, probably not going to touch on that too much right now, just uh, let's talk about our sponsors. The title sponsor of the Moto X-Pod show is of course Torque One Racing. Who are b- providing high quality economical performance parts? Check out Torquon Racing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, and much more, all kinds of rad stuff. Johnny Torque One Racing. They have a passion for the racing industry. Uh, they help with the show out. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you need some hard parts like that, man, you gotta hit up Torque One Racing. Let them know that we sent you. And of course, Powerband Racing, a authorized WP suspension dealer, uh, or um, Service center, excuse me. If you guys have WP services, uh, WP suspension, hit those guys up in Minneapolis, and they will take care of you. Also, Fly Racing, the best gear on the market. Mad Jack synthetics and Dane Evans with Amsoil independent dealer. All Sport Dynamic wrist braces, MX Girl designs and graphics, shock socks, extreme colors, helmet painting, and of course, works wheels and mods for Sarah coating or engine work. Uh, yeah, so we got a little East Coast preview show tonight. We have Pro Circuit's uh, Martin Martin Davalos. We have Justin Cooper, uh, Lane Shaw, privateer out of Texas, and a female pro, Jamie Hajuski. I hope I'm saying that last name right. Uh, I'll find out when I talk to her here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, so quick little intro. That's all it's going to be. Uh, I'm going to have Daniel Blair on in a moment to do a quick little 250 East Coast preview before we get the main show going with the guests. So yeah, just hang tight. We'll get this thing rock and rolling. Some Somewhere in the middle of this show, I am going to throw in a hidden secret word and the first person to hit us up at MotoXPodShow.com, contact form, send us the word that you hear. You're going to win a free set of Fly, either the Pro Zone Pro Goggles or the Zone Goggles of your choice. So be listening for that word, pay attention to the show, and we'll get it in there. All right, be back shortly. Okay, so I've got Mr. Daniel Blair on the phone. We're going to do a little East Coast preview. Daniel, how you doing, man? Doing
3: great. Looking forward to the uh, 11 below zero this weekend in Minneapolis. So just warming
2: up. Yeah, I'm not super, super sad about missing this round.
3: Yeah, I actually uh, hit him up today and said, "Hey, guys, any chance I could just skip this week?" And they said, "No." I'm just kidding, obviously. I wouldn't want to miss it,
4: but
3: right. no, it's going to be brutal. It's going to be brutal. Um, just going from the airport to the Uber to the hotel to the stadium and then home.
2: Yeah, I bet so, you. Uh, I bet you won't be walking from the hotel to the to the stadium at this event.
3: No, <laughs> I, I actually bet my wife last night. I said, "I'll bet you." I'm outside less than five minutes total the entire trip and I'm, I'm going for it hard like i'm gonna like i'm gonna make i'm gonna time it and make sure but i think i could do it i think i can keep it under uh what's that 300 seconds do it
2: <laughs> that's gonna be pushing it well all right. it what up. so well man we've had a, so far we've had five amazing rounds with lots of uh ups and downs and uh just drama and it's been exciting but now we're about to hit Start the East Coast, man. We've got Austin Forkner, Martin Davalos, Mitchell Oldenburg, I believe, Justin Cooper, Jordan Smith, Mitchell Falk, Kyle Peters, Alex Martin, Hartraff, and then Geico, do they have three riders? Is it going to be Craig, Lawrence, and Sexton? Yeah, they have Sexton, who is in.
3: They have Christian Craig, who is on the fence. He might not ride. Yeah, I saw that. And then they have Hunter Lawrence, who is out. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's the Geico team right there, which is a bummer. I wanted to see Lawrence and Covington. Like I was really excited to see. Yeah. Because you're talking about two European racers. Neither rider is from Europe, but they've been riding the GP's and kind of based out of Europe for this for a while now. And they're both coming over, different ages, different stories. But I really wanted to monitor those two almost in their own little mini series. Yeah. Um, but Hunter Lawrence, I, I heard is out, so that that got kind of ruined. One of the things I was looking forward to, but hey, there, there's so many storylines on the East to follow that it, it'll be okay.
2: Well, what are you most excited about? And I think I left out a Husky Rider too. Is it going to be is Jordan Bailey the other one?
3: Yeah, Bailey yeah. and Covington. Yeah,
2: that's what I thought. So, what are you most excited about? First of all, and just. You know, off the top of your head, you probably talked about this on Main Event the other day. I haven't gotten all the way through that episode, but who do you think's going to win the series? Who's your pick?
3: If I was a betting man, which I am, <laughs> uh, I would put my money probably on Forkner. Okay. If I was to go with my heart, I'd go Martin Davlos because I just want to see it happen just to piss off everybody. <laughs> uh, for him... But then again, maybe him not winning and sticking around another year would just people off more. But some, I don't know, man. I my my heart is all in on Davos. Like, I want to yeah. see the guy do it. I think I think it would be just just the greatest story ever for him to finally do it. Uh, but if I'm being honest, and what I'm looking for and I'm really carrying up, and I just hope it happens, is I'm looking for the Faulkner Sexton war to begin because they're <laughs> they're coming up from the same you know age-ish amateurs. Yeah. They raced each other for a long time. They obviously entered their pros differently because Sexton had the femur break in Atlanta a couple of years ago. But I really do, I, I'm all in and believing that over the next couple of years, these are the two guys that will be the future of the 250 class. And if I even outlook a little further, like say five years down the line, like when we're talking 2024, I I think Sexton Forkner are going to be two of the bigger names moving into the 450s and are probably your your future 450 stars seven years from now. So I think it all starts now. They haven't really had a chance to be together. They've been kind of um, on opposite coast. Yeah. And I'm just, like, overly hyping and overly believing that this is the start of a rivalry that's going to go for 10 years. And I want it to happen, and I think it's going to happen, and I think it starts this weekend. So I'm, I'm all in on that storyline, fingers crossed. And I I think we're in for some good stuff between
2: Fortner and Sexton. Well, you can kind of help some of that. I mean, if you just go out in the pits in the cold, you know, and maybe go up to Fortner and say, hey, you know, Sexton said, I heard Sexton said this about you. You know, you you could kind of poke the bear a little bit. Because, hey, look, I know you like to poke the bear. I heard you on Race Day Live, you know, saying who your favorite rider is. Would that
3: be poking the bear or stroking
2: the bear? Maybe a little bit of both.
3: Yeah, um um no what i'll do is i'll just tell jim holly because jim believes everything i said i'll be dude jim do you believe what sexton said about Porter? <laughs> there you go and then jim will go do it dude, yeah. i can't do it dude i gotta i gotta keep my relationships tight with these writers because i gotta deal with them you know press right. conferences and all that stuff so but i'll send jim dude I'll, I'll make up a rumor and have jim do
2: it there you go i like that I, that'd, be, that'd be awesome yeah I, I could see jim being a little gullible with some of that stuff that's funny
3: yeah.
2: Hey, you guys are killing it, though, man. Especially this last weekend when there wasn't really any practice going on. And you had to fill a lot of time. Um, I, I sat and watched the whole thing. Fantastic.
3: Well, thanks. I uh, was emotionally, physically, mentally wiped after that. It was uh, like a four-hour show, I think. No riding, which the riding is the easiest part to call. They say live because yeah, it's it's live. It's on-track action. You know, we're 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 kind of. Learning the track as the riders are. So it's, it's fun, it's easy, it flies by. But, you know, the interviews and all the promos, that stuff is tougher. And, but lucky, luckily we had such good guests. You know, we had Malcolm and Anderson and Villa and Dakotas and Plessinger. Like, so it actually ended up being okay because we had such great guests. Yeah. And, um, but it was tough. Like, when it was over, we all were, we were all a little white. And, yep. um, no, it was it was fun, man. I mean, it's fun every week when you do a show with Jim Holly. He's just like the most positive person, at least with me to be around, and he makes everything fun. So it it was nothing, man. We we cruised it.
2: Yeah, definitely. You guys are doing a good job. So I hope everybody is getting a chance to watch that. It's kind of hard to sit there, you know, on a Saturday for four hours and watch it. But when you you know, there's a lot of other things going on with the family. But I try to do as much as I can, and I, I really enjoy it. So yeah, good job, man. And um, thanks, dude. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's what you're most excited about. Um, you think Fortner's going to be? Able, do you feel like he's going to be able to mature a little bit from last year and settle down? You think he's kind of figured that out?
3: Well, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things you got to show me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like this. Everyone always talks about. Does he have the potential to win the championship? Yes, but he's shown all these signs in the past that he can't. Okay, that's true. But that means everybody who hasn't won their championship yet, they're all in that boat. Last year, Aaron Plessinger, he was the guy who just couldn't get it done either. I mean, he was fast on weekends, but okay, so he turns the page and gets it done. Right. Zach Osborne two years ago. Oh, Zach can't do it. He can't put a seat. Until you've done it, you really can't say that you have everything and all the tools in your arsenal to do it. So at some point, somebody's going to have to. And if you look on the East Coast 250, nobody's won a championship on that side somebody's gonna have to figure it out right and i'm just i'm it's just hard for me to bet against the guy when he's so badass he's so fast and i know that he's a little squirrely and i know that he he goes pretty hard at it but i have to imagine that he's learned somewhat of the mistakes and is going to try to clean it up i mean I don't know. I just have this feeling like Adam Cincerello is starting to turn the page. I think Forkner is going to probably, he'll probably, don't don't get me wrong. If the guy throws one away in the first three weeks, I won't be surprised. (laughs) But in a series of nine races, when you're the fastest guy, and everybody in the series has a tendency to throw things away, I'm going to start out heavy favorite on the fastest guy, and he's the fastest guy. So that's where I'll start, and until I see otherwise, I'll go there. But... Someone's got to do it. I mean, yeah. someone's got to clean their act up. I mean, even with Adam Cincerello, if he wins the championship, you're going to go back and say, well, he screwed up a couple. But he screwed up the least of the, right, of the right. guys. Right, i So I, I'm, I think Forkner, but I want to say Davos, dude. I'm all in. I know I shouldn't pick a favorite. Like, I shouldn't pick a guy, but I'm all in on Marty, dude. I want to nice. see the guy do it just because of everything he's been through. But Forkner's probably your guy, man. Right. He's, he's ridiculous. And uh, I, I just... That's that. That's where I'd put my money if I had to. Okay. And um, you know, if I get stuck in a hundred dollar bed with Jet Reynolds, that's probably what
2: I'll end up doing. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's funny. Jet's a good kid, but yeah, Martinez, our uh, our first guest of the night here in just a little bit. So we'll be talking to him shortly. We've got Martine on tonight and Justin Cooper on tonight.
3: Nice. Let uh let Martinez know I'm all in, dude. My my heart's all in. Okay. And um and tell him to override Kawasaki and come on race day live. Cause if you notice, we don't really get Kawasaki riders. Oh yeah. And between you and me, that gets a little frustrating on my end when I want to talk to them. Right. So let Marty know, like, look dude, I'm all in. I won't fight. Come on race day live. Tell the Cali bosses, uh, you want to come talk to Daniel and Jim, um, and make that happen. All
2: right, I will tell them that. Have you heard, did you hear about the bet? I think you guys might've actually talked about it on the main event the early on the show with, the bet that Mathis made with Mitch Payton? Uh,
3: no, I where that? I we didn't. I don't talk about Steve on my show. Steve sucks. Well, so I thought I don't talk about him.
2: Yeah, I was thinking it wasn't you, but <laughs> sometimes your guests, I you know, listen. I know Dan last week had mentioned Mathis, but anyway, this so during the. Yes. Um,
3: and he's banned from ever coming on our show again. Now, I'm just playing. Me and Steve are cool. I've been texting Steve all day today. So uh, well, no, we're cool, but no,
2: what, what's the bet? So he made a bet with Mitch post race during the post-race um, interviews that he does that he's taking um, it's Marty versus Alex Martin. So whoever does best in the overall series does not matter with injuries, anything. Whoever finishes higher, if Alex Martin does better than Martin then Mitch is going to drive up and do the Pulp Show in studio. If Martine does better than Alex, Steve has to drive down to Pro Circuit, buy him lunch, and clean the shop. Huh.
3: Pretty good.
4: I thought
2: it that was pretty a hard,
3: good. That'd be a hard, that'd be a hard bet because, I, I mean, I would I would say just based on Supercross skill alone, I would say Marty's got the edge. Well, yeah. Alex big time, but. Yeah. Well, you know, but. That I and mean, got a black, black cloud over him for going on a decade now, so I right. I, I, I can see I can see Steve's his, uh, his side on that.
2: I think it's going to be interesting. It's kind of it, it's a little added you know thing to kind of pay attention to. Almost like fantasy. It's like oh, who's going to win the bet? um So hey, my last question for you then is just about Jordan Smith. Um, he's been close, man. He's been good, but I think he's kind of under the radar.
3: Yeah, he always gets thrown under the radar, and then he almost wins the title. So I don't really know what that is. I mean, I I even feel like me, I feel a little unfair. Like, I'm keeping him uh, off the radar a little bit. But, see, with Jordan, I think that he used to have so much raw speed, but then he was kind of on the squirrely side, and he's stapled out over the last few years, and now he doesn't have as much raw speed. So, I mean, maybe he's finding that magic combination, you know, where Uh he's close in raw speed but more consistent. Um and yeah he he's been so close and so quiet so if he comes out and is consistent solid and kind of gets this thing done I'm not gonna be surprised but it it you know I I feel like he's just had a couple of years trying to find that magic combination of sure. of being just raw dog speed and also being consistent because he's kind of bounced around from both so I, I like him I mean he's definitely one of the favorites um but I, I just again I, I'm 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 buying into the hype of Forkner. I'm Um. I'm feeling Mart. I'm feeling Marty out. I I do like Justin Cooper, Alex Martin. There there are a lot of other storylines to follow in this class because, I mean, it's going to be a good series. I think that the East is maybe. I don't know if they're as fast as the West. You know, those first four guys on the West are pretty ridiculous. Um, So I I don't really know. It's 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 going to be. I guess it'll iron itself out once we get in a few weeks. Um, but at least to start the series, I'm, I'm all in on Forkner Sexton. I'm hoping that that develops. I think Marty's going to be pretty dang good, and then everything else will fall into place. I guess it, it can go so many different ways, and I and I wouldn't be really surprised. There's guys that should be good that I wouldn't be surprised if they fall off. There's guys that I'm I feel like Mitchell Olmberg, a guy that I'm maybe not paying attention to, comes out and gets third or fourth, and I'm going to go, "Wow, my bad."
2: Yeah, right, right. So
3: <laughs> I don't know. There, there's a lot of questions on the East. To be to be honest.
2: Well, yeah, we're going to find out. Uh, we're going to see what it's, how it kicks off in just a few days.
3: Yeah, it should be good, man. Who's your pick?
2: Uh, Forkner, if he can hey, keep, uh, he me, can keep his head on me. straight.
3: You're going to pick Dallas and Cooper?
2: No, man, I'm going. I'm Because they're,
3: they're, they're on your show today.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's Forkner's championship in my mind as long as he can keep his emotions in check.
3: Well, it's easier to keep your motions in check if you're whole shot and getting out front. Ask Adam Cincerello. He's won three races on the West. He got out front in all three of them. Yep. The races where he didn't get out front, things got a little weird. So <laughs> that uh, is true. if you get out front, things take care of themselves a little bit more. So for all the East Coast guys, if you want to get it done, get out front. And that's another reason why I do have some belief in Martin Davos. He's a great starter. Um, he's a little bit smarter, a little bit more tactical, and he, you know, gate choice, and, you know, if he's not getting odds in the first turn, I think he's going to be all right, and that's what's going to give him a little bit of an edge on my, in my book.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, man. Well, Daniel, thank you for taking a few minutes for us tonight. Uh, it was last minute. For those who are listening, I literally texted him about 15, 20 minutes ago and asked him to help out. So, yeah, my co-host bailed on me.
3: Uh, well, fair Um, Love to join the show anytime, man. No problem. Hit me up.
2: All right, Daniel. Thanks, Bud. Yeah, bro. All right, see ya. Thanks, thanks to Daniel Blair for coming on um, last minute. Like I said, he's always a big help. So um, you know, I'm sure you guys listen to Main Event Moto. Great show. He's doing a great job on TV. Follow him on Instagram. Um, just a good guy in the business, as most of them are. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with Martín Davalos. All right, our first guest of the night on episode 111 is brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. On the line with me is Pro Circuit Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki's number 73, Martin Davalos. What's up, Martin?
0: Hey, man. How are you doing? Um, just uh, wrapping up here the week. I mean, we're we're almost halfway through, and race is coming up this weekend. Man, just super excited. It's been a for me. It's been a, a long time waiting. You know, just uh, from my injuries um last year just been uh quite a bit of time so i'm really excited it's it's been a great off season so far
2: yeah in eighteen you uh, you had the m c l um how's that feeling hundred percent
0: yeah i'm hundred percent um you know i had a pretty bad crash in dallas and uh the the whole a c l started um at the end of two thousand and seventeen when i was uh riding for uh um Husqvarna. In outdoors, Butts Creek is when I I messed up. I actually had a partial tear on the ACL, and uh, I I tore my whole um, MCL completely off. So I had to take some time off. We did since since it was a partial tear on the ACL, we, we didn't go in for surgery. So I decided to, you know, pretty much rehab it, get my my leg really strong, and then uh, obviously the Dallas incident completely tore the other um, the other half off. So uh, yeah. then... You know, and then I had injury on my neck, and it was just uh, it was just pretty messy. So, decided to get it fixed, and uh, yeah, it's been, it feels great. Knee feels strong, and yeah, I'm I'm super pumped, man. Just uh, I love racing. I, I I love. I know I'm a little bit. People think uh, I'm older, but man, I I just I enjoy this sport so much, and I I enjoy the challenge and the off season and all that. And you know, to me, age is just a number. You know, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, as long as I, you know, I'm enjoying the what I do, is um, I'm going to continue to do it as as long as God uh, lets me and I get some opportunities. So, yeah, that's where we're at.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't fault you for that. I know, you know, there's always talk with you. You know, you've been in the 250 class a long time, but I mean, look, if if I had the opportunity to race 250 at a professional level, and that was my opportunity, that I would certainly take it. I, I'm not blessed with the ability you are. Um, and, and I would assume that if a 450 ride had been available, that's what you would like to do. Um, but as long as you have opportunity to race two fifties, why not?
0: I, yeah, I mean,
3: that, that's, uh, you know, the honest truth
0: and you've seen
3: it with so many,
0: you know, good riders and, you know, perfect example, Dean, man. I mean, he's Dean Wilson. He's a, he's a champion outdoors and he's done so good. And I mean, look at him this year, you know, he, he had to do um a privateer effort to mm-hmm. be out there because he loves this sport and you know if you think about it how can a, a guy that with that caliber have have to be a privateer so you know and then a lot of people just really don't understand the depth that you know where you're at in this sport and where the sport is at and what you what it really significates for you to be at this level you know yeah. so um it's uh you know, it's a blessing in the sky in the sky that I'm I'm still able to race and that I have a ride and, and to me that's all that matters, you know. I'm doing this for myself and not for anybody else, you know. A lot of people, you know, have their their opinions and I respect that and uh, you know I I respect uh, my wishes also and what I wanna do and I do whatever I wanna do with my life. So <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's been you know, it's 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 been awesome, amazing. Um, you know, I'm I'm riding for the best team in the world and you know my goal is to retire with Mitch, you know, and, and I think that, you know, looking back, my my career has been um amazing from where I've I've come from and you know, such a small country and climbed the the ladder really slowly and got into where I'm at, you know, I've I've been super
1: blessed.
2: Yeah, let let's step back to that a little bit. I mean you were you're from Ecuador. Um, you know, what is the racing or especially when you were younger, what was the racing like there? to get yourself developed to a point where you could come to the United States and be at the level you're at now. How did that those what were those beginnings like?
0: Uh, man, it's I mean, you would not believe it. I mean, it, it, motocross is growing a lot in Ecuador, but man, when I left in 2003 and you know, I started racing when I was I started riding motorcycles when I was
3: 11, so
0: for for me I was, I was just a weekend warrior, you would want to call it. I I used to uh play soccer so soccer for me was my main sport. I mean, everybody knows in South, South America, soccer is, is is everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just pretty much just kind of you know got into riding and slowly got better. My dad, you know, obviously must have seen some in me, and we we went out to some of the team making championships. And obviously, I grew up a little more. And you know, he, he you know I did well, and then we we kind of started traveling a little more, and then uh, met Davey at the World Cup in Spain, and then that just kind of opened up you know, the doors to come to America, you know, and and to know somebody out here. And um, at the time, you know, Davey was in his highest amateur ranks, you know, when I I met him, he was, you know, he was the guy out here. So it was awesome to grow up with him and look up to him, obviously. And slowly, you know, unfortunately for me, not, well, it's not an unfortunate thing, but I had such a super fast amateur um, career, you know, looking back, I wish I, I could have stayed there a little longer just to learn a okay. little more because I came from, you know, I came from motocross in, in in Ecuador which is nothing to, you know, amateur just 2 years and then I then I went into the pro ranks, you know, so it was like what, what, what's happening? Right. It, it moved too too it, it moved too fast, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I I, I got the opportunities and and I I couldn't uh, I couldn't say no. So
3: yeah, that, that's that's
2: pretty much where we're at. Yeah, that's that's a big, a very quick step. You know, like like you skip some steps, basically, and jumped right up there. Um, but, yeah, you've had a really amazing career. I know you've had some injuries, and, you know, you'd like to win a championship. And, I mean, look, it's such – there's only one guy that can win that championship every year, and there's so many guys that are capable. Uh, it's just not an easy thing. I mean, you know, like it's easy for us in the media or fans to go – Oh, that guy got fifth, and he sucks. But I mean, I, I say this all the time: nobody that makes a, a main event or even a night show in Supercross sucks. You guys are all insane talent, and just one little thing can change the course of a season. The smallest little issue, and I mean, you keep coming back and fighting every year.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what we're at. I mean, you just said it right. I mean, there's such a good talent of of kids, you know, and, and everybody's putting in a lot of work and. You know, everybody is trying to do what I'm trying to do, you know, and um, only one person can win. And uh, at the end of the day, we're all trying hard, and we all deserve a a tap in the back because we really are hard, you know. We really work hard, and this is a tough sport. We all have to to deal with injuries. We all have to deal with, you know, good days and bad days. And, uh, you know, it's tough. A lot of people, you know, sit back and they they see kinda like, you know, this guy's lived the life, you know, they're traveling and racing. <laughs> but, you know, we 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 have to really treat hard during the week and, you know, the hours that we put in on and off the bike, uh, you know, to be to be able to, you know, to do what we do. So Yeah. It's uh it's it's a tough thing, you know, I'm I'm not trying to complain but um I'm blessed to do what I do but we we all we all work hard, you know. Oh,
2: absolutely! Like when I'm at a race on a Saturday, it looks like the best thing in the world to be a factory rider. But Monday through Friday, when you guys are training your butts off, and you can't go have a bowl of ice cream, or you know, you can't. Hey, go to this weekend. Let's go to the beach because you know you, you yeah you're you're kind of you have a great job, but it's not all you know bells and whistles or whatever the saying may be. It, yeah, you guys you guys have it rough during the week.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and you know, during the week I mean the weekends is really easy for us, you know, because we, we work so hard, we gotta put so many laps on during the week, you know, and in uh you know, day after day and then cycling and recovering. We gotta obviously, you know, build up at the gym and we gotta um do all that. So when when the weekend comes comes, you know, if 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 you do it right you should be fresh and right. it should be enjoyable, you know. I mean obviously it's gonna be hard but the amount of um laps that we do on Saturday is not as as many as we do you know throughout the week.
2: Absolutely. Well, and it's clear that Mitch believes in you. Um I don't know if you've heard about the bet that he made with Mathis this last uh Saturday night. Did you hear about that?
0: I heard I actually heard about it. Somebody told me, you know, I'm I'm training at the farm here with yeah. uh with Rick, Ricky and somebody told me there um about it. And I think it's hilarious, man. He's, <laughs> Steve always is gonna give me crap, and I, you know, I I don't mind it. He, everybody can, you know, I can say whatever, and if people want to bet that I'm not gonna do as good as, I mean, that's that's just their their opinion. But I'm gonna try and do as as good as I can, and I appreciate having a boss that believes in me. You know, yeah. I wouldn't ride for a team that wouldn't believe that I'm I am i am still capable of doing it. And Mitch has been behind behind me a hundred percent, and you know he's been there when nobody really believed in me. And so to me, you know, that's just to another level of a boss that I have, and yeah. I I respect I respect him and the whole team. You know, Monster Energy Pro Suzuki Kawasaki. They've they're such a great group of guys, and they work so hard. I mean, the guys are putting so many hours at the shop, and. You know, for us to be happy and to improve the bike, so it's Fantastic. it's awesome to be a part of of such a such a good good team.
2: Yeah. Well, I want to tell you somebody else that really believes in you. I just got off the phone with Daniel Blair, and he's picking you to win the championship this year. And he told me to tell you that he really wants you to come on Race Day Live one of these Saturdays.
0: Yeah, I would, I would love to. And you know, it's funny to talk about uh, that you you brought up uh, Daniel because I feel like he's doing such a a splendid job on TV, you know, like he actually is, you know, explaining to the fans what, what it's all about. He's, he was a racer and he knows exactly what he's talking about. So he's been doing awesome. And I look forward to You know, I I don't think I got a chance to see him last year, Um, but I look forward to seeing him this year and uh, maybe catch up with him and, and see what he's got to say. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super blessed that, you know, that there are still people that believe in me and that those are the people that I, I care about. I have, you know, um, that have faith in me, and, and you know, only only takes a few to uh, um, to be okay.
2: Right. Well, let's talk about. So you're you're a vet of the 250 class, the lights class, whatever you want to call it. What are some positives of, of having all that experience, and what are some negatives?
0: Well, I'll start with the negatives. Okay. I, I mean, I am I am you know I am older, so the the amount of training that I I have to do is. Is limited, you know, I really have to do some quality training and I really have to watch what I do because I'm not 18 anymore, you know, I'm racing with 18 years old right. uh, kid and, you know, 20, 23. You know, when I was that age, I, I I used to go ride, put in the laps, go on a bike ride, then go to the gym. I mean, I just, I was so active, um, you know, my my body cannot handle that anymore you know i just, I really have to pick and choose what really is gonna be best for me and obviously riding my motorcycle is what I really focus on okay. and then the rest the rest is just really um you know just a little extra that I could put in there so um that that would be one of the negatives i i i, I you know I love to train don't get me wrong i I love to go on bike rides and <laughs> I love to go to the gym you know and i i mean i I, I could train forever you know but I've been there and done that, and, you know, I've gotten myself into trouble with overtraining and stuff. Right. So, yeah, so, and the, the positive thing is just the knowledge that I have, you know, that I've, I've been through so much. I've been through the overtraining. I've been through, you know, uh, the hype coming in for the season, you know. I know what to expect. I know what what I'm going to feel like, you know. Yeah, i'm not well coming the, in as a i'm not coming in as a rookie you know and you know the jitters the butterflies i mean i know exactly what i'm gonna feel i know what to expect i know what uh my body's done, how my body's gonna react when i uh, when i'm walking down the tunnel and uh yeah that's that's pretty much um the, the positive thing that i have is just the knowledge and the, what i'm gonna feel
2: awesome awesome um so i'm sure you've been keeping up with the west coast um it's the the hell the four fifties and the west coast two fifties have just had lots of ups and downs and drama. You know, each week it's just you really don't know what's gonna happen. The tracks have been fantastic other than this last weekend. Um watching those guys, is there anything that you're picking up on? Um you know, maybe you're seeing that just I don't know. Are you are you watching are you catching any things that you're learning from the the first few rounds?
0: Um, definitely. I mean, in the 450 class, gosh, man, the guys are unbelievable. There's, you know, Cooper is riding unreal and I am, I'm so happy for him. Um, you know, he's, he, you know, I've known, I've known him forever and I, I really, really, um, happy he's doing well. And then, you know, what I've, what I've loved to watch is how, um, how well our bike is, is working and, you know, Adam is riding unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I would, I like my team to be successful. So I've been super pumped about that. And, uh, yeah, it just, it's been, it's been awesome this past weekend, man. It was just a mess and I feel so bad for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there really wasn't that much that they could have done. You know, it's just, uh, it's just a complete, complete mess. It was just crazy.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. The the whole thing with the lime, you know, I feel so bad for everybody and like, Everybody's—it's a big topic of discussion, but we know that the Feld and Dirtworks did not do that on purpose. It was unfortunate, and hopefully, it won't happen again. Um, but hey, your teammate—you know—he's in the points lead right now. Um, how close are you with Adam?
0: I'm, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm close, um, friends with him, and you know, he's been a teammate in the in the past in 2013 and 14. Yeah. So I get along really well with him, and then um, you know, I, I get along. I get along with everybody. I, you know, I don't have any problems with anybody. And, right. and, you know, also Austin, you know, he'll be a teammate with me on the opposite coast. So, yep. yeah, I look forward to racing him. I, I you know, I was teammates last, last year, and, you know, we, we got along just fine. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, each of us are racing for ourselves, but we're also trying to make sure that the, the team does well. So, Definitely. Um, you know, so, yeah, I look forward to racing. And obviously I look, um, I, I really want to obviously do well um, myself, but I, I want to have fun, and I want to have good racing, you know, and I look forward to racing everybody that has been training really hard, and, you know, I I just can't wait to, you know, to get on the gate and <laughs> feel the, you know, the flames on top of me. and Yeah. You
2: know,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great feeling. I'm,
2: I'm excited, man, for the Issa start, and, you know, one of the reasons I asked about Adam is – I've never had the opportunity to actually meet you, but um, I know Vanessa pretty well, Vanessa O'Brien, and she she tells me that you're one of her favorite people at the track, and that you're you're a really funny guy. And um, you know, Adam seems to be a little bit of a jokester, and I think that's I think that's good. I don't, I don't always enjoy the super serious attitudes of some of the racers. You know, I I like the fact that you guys have some personalities, and and I was just wondering what that's like. You know, you know, just being able to have some fun at the track. I think that's important.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's what it's, you know, I, I like to be myself, you know, and I yeah. know when I put my helmet on, you know, it's it's all about business and I got to ride. But, I mean, when I take my, my, my helmet off, I want to be myself. I don't want to be a fake person and try and act all professional. I mean, I am a professional athlete and, I, you know, I am going to talk well for my team and, and, and I'm going to, you know, mention my sponsors. But, you know, I like to joke around. I like to play with, with you know, around with people and, you know, have fun. man. at the end of the day, we get one shot in this life, and it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's to have fun, you know. And outside the sport, you know, it's just uh, I, I just like to smile and I like to make people smile. That's that's great. That's, uh, that's kind of what, uh, yeah, h- how I look at it.
2: Awesome. So I got two more questions for you, and I'll let you go. Um, you mentioned, you know, being teammates with Austin and Austin, and you know, he's a younger guy. Um, I know Austin and his family pretty well. Um, Austin sometimes can let his emotions get the best of him. Would you, as a teammate, if you saw him doing something that you felt like you could give him some advice? Do you feel like that was something to be willing to do, or because he's also a competitor, would you maybe not kind of give him any advice?
0: I mean, it, it all comes down to where we're at in the season, you know. Yeah. I mean, gosh, if I'm battling, you know, the last round, it's, it's different. But I mean, you know, I don't. I don't if, if he comes and asks me for a question about, you know, a rhythm section, I'm, you know, I'm not the kind of guy that's gonna. Turn my head and be like, no, no, dude. You know, like, why? Why would you ask me that? Right. I, I don't like, you know. At the end of the day, you know, if, if either I tell him what I'm doing right or what he's doing wrong or whatever. He's gonna figure. that He's good. He, everybody is good enough rider to figure it out. Sure. Um, how to do it in in the in the long run, you know. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, you're 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 not you're not racing people that are not good, you know, you're You're Racing excellent racers. So, um, it's just uh, a matter of times. They'll figure it out. Rhythm section or it's, you know, he got a little flustered. Yeah. So he'll be able to pull it together. And so as all of us will will be, you know, at one point.
2: Right on. All right. Well, so my last question for you is like, I mentioned Vanessa. Um, give me, give me a something, a good story about Vanessa. I mean, she's really rad in the pit. She helps you guys out. She does so much for the team. You got anything good, good uh, stories on Vanessa?
0: Yeah, she loves Alexa. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay. Brad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, know, but uh, Vanessa has is, is been great for us and, uh, you know, she really makes our lives easier. Um, we all, we, we all try and give her a hard time and, um, you know, now, uh, last year I didn't get to spend too much time with them, obviously because of my injuries, but I look right. forward to this year and and, you know, I look forward to, you know, representing this team and, and, and doing well for them.
2: Fantastic. Well, I think you're going to do just fine. Um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like there's, you know, there's three or four guys that I feel like could win the championship. I don't want to be that guy that's picking one, but I definitely expect you to be up there, man. I'm looking for good things out of you, and I will not be in Minneapolis, but I will be at Dallas, so I look forward to coming by and saying hi to you.
0: Yeah, man, I look forward to you. I really want to thank you for your time and for considering me to do this. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you and uh, um, to catch up again soon, okay?
2: All right, Martin. You have a good night and good luck this weekend, bud.
0: Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.
2: All right, thanks to Martin Davalos. Um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be a good season, man. I cannot wait for this 250 East to kick off. It's something new. It's almost like, you know, when you're waiting for A1 to come up, it's a whole new season. You don't know, don't know what to expect. Well, we we kind of get that again with the East getting ready to kick off. All right, uh, we're going to go into our commercial break, and remember to keep listening for The Secret Word. It will be coming up shortly, just randomly. All right, see you guys in a minute.
0: Hey, this is Chase Sexton. you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on
1: developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort.
2: Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. 2 I wear Fly should wear Fly The 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles.
1: Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info.
5: to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too.
2: Dark side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828. 1472 or email char, char at mxgirl.com and that's mxgirl g u r l and tell her Moto XPod sent you. Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil synthetic oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles.
5: Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? would you like to become an Anzol dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Anzol to your friends and fellow racers? With Anzol, you get free shipping on orders over $100 even when you're a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works.
2: We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amsoil Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series. Snowcross, ATV MX, Daytona Bike Week, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Night's Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using Amsoil. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or toll free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Like us and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy, on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393, and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. What's up, Moto X-Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why all Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try Allsport Dynamic wrist braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com. Or check out Instagram at Risk or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam C. Matt Gurky, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out. All Sports Dynamic Braces. All right, boys and girls, next up on in the line, our rider is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. In 2019, Fly Racing will be a title sponsor in Supercross. Riders like Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Damon Bradshaw, and our guy in the line, Lane Shaw, all wear Fly Racing, and so should you. Lane, what's up, buddy?
6: Hey, what's going on? Uh... Nothing much. Just got done with some dinner tonight. Uh, Happy to be on the show and just uh, excited to get this uh,
4: 2019
2: season rolling. Man, I I was just saying uh, after our last – we just got off the phone with Martin Davalos and I was just saying like it's almost like, you know, going into A1, you can't wait for the start of the season. And then going into the East Coast, it's almost like that whole feeling again. It's something new. Uh, Can't wait. It's going to be really, really cold this weekend. But uh, how are you feeling so far?
3: We feel good.
6: Um, Just really excited to get it going. Just like you said, A1 kind of gets the jitters going for everybody, but then the start of the East Coast kind of gives you a revamp and uh, everything's ready to go again. So, feel good. I'm excited with some of the changes I've made this year and I'm just ready to get the racing
4: going.
2: Right, yeah. I know you changed to KTM. Um, So, tell us a little bit about what you like about that and what made that decision. Uh, I I know you kind of talked about this on, uh, on the Pulp Show with Mathis, but kind of tell our listeners... What brought that change on, and how you like it?
3: Well, just at the end of last
6: season, I was just kind of looking for uh, something new. I wanted to kind of venture off the Honda. I've been on the Honda ever since I started racing. And um, I just was just looking for something new, and I kind of linked a deal with the uh, TJ Cycles in Austin, uh, Texas. They have a cool uh, program with me. So now I'm riding the KTM, and I'm so excited, and I love the bike. I feel like it really suits me as a rider a little bit better than my Honda. Yeah, just from the power, uh, the way the motor—it's uh, got a um, progressive power, and it, it just feels real linear, and it just fits me. So I'm I'm really excited to be on the KTM this year.
2: Formula, well, and and listen, you say that it tells me you know that you're in t- you're in tune with your bike, and uh, I know Kiefer would like to hear that. You did some stuff for Kiefer Ink testing. Um, you know how did that? relationship come about.
6: That relationship came back when I was actually living with Andrew Short um his 2016 his last outdoor season um his uh riding coach slash nutritionist uh coach Sage went on to the pulp show and um keeper uh co-host on there. Yeah. And they talked good about me and I listened in and heard so I I actually went out to California after Loretta's that year to kind of get ready for Monster Cup, I was worried I was trying to get into races as an all star. And um, when I was out there, I, I just hit up Chris and I said, Hey, you know, thank you for talking so good about me. If there's any time you're at the track, I'd really like to meet you. And he was like, You know, actually, um, would you like to be involved in a 20, uh, I think at the time it was a 2017 250 shootout? Yeah. And I, oh my gosh, like I would love to, That's just, you know, something that he had dreamed about. And it was just kinda I went out to the 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 uh, shootout. Sorry, I got stumbled on words for a second. No, that's fine. Went out to the <laughs> went out to the shootout and I just loved every second of it. Me and Chris clicked off like we were good uh good buddies. And uh we just kinda built this relationship. So, um after that I ended up doing a test on Cameron McAdoo's uh race bike for M C R with Chris and Dirt Rider at the time. Um when, uh cameron actually actually won that that race on that bike i got to it that thursday before oh wow and then ever and then ever since then me and chris have been really good buddies i try to talk to him a couple a couple times a month i know he's busy out in california doing his thing and then this summer he had me right before i came here to start training i actually went and did the 450 shootout with him so he's a really good uh buddy and mentor to me and i I couldn't be more thankful for
2: him. Yeah, he's he's one of the best people on planet Earth. I love Chris. Um, I could call
6: him. I could call him today or tonight and ask him for tips on my supercross bike or anything yeah. I have going on. Asking me a question, and he would reply right back. Oh so, yeah,
2: I texted him this morning. I had a question and he answered me within about fifteen minutes. So yeah, he's he's rad. So you know. Thinking past uh, the professional Supercross career, is that something that you think you would like to maybe get into, is testing and, and doing something along those lines?
6: Absolutely. Um, I really look up to Chris, and I really enjoy what he brings to the motocross community.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: So all I try to do is learn and listen all I can to him. So it's, it's definitely an option. I would love to do that and love to pursue that and kind of... Go under Chris's wing even more than I am, and see what I could do for this uh, this sport. I really, I really do think it could be, you know, nationally as big as football or baseball or anything. I think it just we got to get it in the right hands, and I think it could go far. But I think I would love to do
3: that after racing.
2: Well, cool. Well, that's that's good. That's good to have that goal and kind of know what you might, you know, that there something has to come next eventually. So that's sounds like you're on the right track for that
6: yes sir i mean i'm trying to live in the moment you know focus on the now <laughs> right um, training and racing but there's always there's always what i want to do later and that is a big uh, thing that i would love to pursue
2: sure well tell me about this team that you're you're working this team all south what's that about um who's involved and wh- how are they helping you out
6: king all South, um i gotta give it i call him the bandit john Nicola. um he is He's the man. He is the man behind the plans. they are a sprinkler company out of a little bit north of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, he sponsored a writer uh called named Van Martin yeah. uh, a couple of years back. And I'm I'm good I uh, know Van and I've seen uh him with John before and then out of nowhere this year, John kinda got in, in touch with me. And, uh, we kind of started talking about some things. So now I ride for Team All-South and it's for this year, the 2019 season, um, Van Martin, Kyle Swanson, and me on the Supercross. And we also have a couple of amateur riders on the team too. Okay. But, um, right now it's just, we're all going to the races together. Uh, John helps us in uh, very many ways to get what we need and, uh, Get to all the races, and I couldn't be more thankful. It's um, it's been a blessing in the sky to have him and be on
2: the team. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, I know Van well. Uh, I texted him this morning. Actually, just man, I saw those pictures from all the lime burns. A lot of the riders got ate up with that stuff this weekend, but Van was one of the worst ones that I saw. I feel terrible for those guys.
6: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the burns that everyone has got. I'm so glad that I wasn't racing. <laughs> right. It just really sucks to see that, you know, because that's, it's just pretty devastating to be honest Oh, with you. definitely.
2: I want to jump into a couple of your other sponsors real quick because for what, they're, they're sponsors of the show for one, like Fly Racing's been, you've been part of that program for a while. They helped the show out. Um, and then you just recently, as far as I know, recently came on board with Powerband Racing, who is a WP yep. certified suspension uh, service center. Um, how'd, that, how'd that deal come about?
6: Well, when I got, when I got on my KTM we wanted to make it but we didn't know where to turn to. Um, it was all comb valve or we didn't want I really didn't want to mess with the air too much. Yeah. Um Chris told me if I was gonna get anything I needed to get the comb valve. Um, so I looked around, looked around and we got in touch with um Billy Power Band. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got in touch with Billy and Power Band and he gave me the best price and um we kind of just went with it, and I couldn't be more excited or thankful to be a part of the program. From the second I put on my Cone Valve A-Kit from the first day, I, I haven't really even made any adjustments.
2: Well, fantastic. And,
6: and it's crazy, too, because, you know, I spent many years with Enzo, uh, Craig Decker yep. out of Texas, and loved every second of it. I went right over to power band and felt so comfortable on the bike. Everything just clicked from the first day, and I was just so happy with the change because i mean it's hard to change once you've been comfortable with someone oh yeah so we made the change over and it's this couple clicks here and there and i'm ready to go
2: i like it yeah i I just like that you know like a lot of our sponsors are your sponsors i I feel like you know we have to be on team lane shaw man i mean this is you know and and then you're wearing x-brand goggles of course which x-brand is not a sponsor of the show but i am an x-brand rep for rich out here in texas and So man, I I, uh, eat and breathe X brand.
6: Oh yep, me too. Um, Great company, great product. Um, Chris actually got me in touch with them a couple years back, and then I made the I made the switch over right before Supercross started last year. Okay, and I couldn't be more happy with the goggles, Uh, clear vision. um, You can't really ask much more.
2: Right. Well, I'll tell you what. If if you you can't say there's a ton of good things you can say about X brand, but I promise. We have the best-looking rep in the pits at Supercross of any goggle company in the industry. Boom. Boom. Cheryl, Cheryl LeMay, Smoke Show, killing it. Yeah, so can't beat that.
6: Oh, yeah, I'm going to be – I hope Ben's not looking into this, but, yeah, I'm going to be going over there and getting my uh, goggles every weekend.
4: <laughs> I hear you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll have to send that clip to Ben here in just a minute. <laughs>
4: Oh man.
2: <laughs> no, but uh hey, before we get into the East uh kicking off here in a minute a little bit more. I want to talk about you just had a big life um life journey uh what's the word I'm looking for highlight, a life highlight happened um I think just this last weekend. Tell us about yeah. what you did.
6: Um this past Sunday, February 3rd, I got baptized. Um here in Florida where I where I live. Um, last year when I first got here, started training with Timmy in Florida. Uh, my grandpa was actually going through um, liver failure, a cirrhosis of the liver. So uh, he was having really bad problems. He was, we almost lost him. Mm. Um, and out of nowhere, my mom stays and comes and goes with me. And I was taking her to the airport. She just had a feeling that my grandma was going to call and say that my grandpa got a liver. And it was very it was a one in a million chance and my grandma called and said, Hey, my grandpa's going into emergency surgery. He's got his liver. Wow. So we all just we kinda all just busted out, start crying. And then that next morning I was here by myself and I, I ended up in church and I said, you know, if something's telling me I need to I need to go to church and when I walked in, the priest, uh, Winston, he was just preaching and it just kinda clicked to me. And ever since then, every Sunday I try to go and be in there I uh, try to learn more about God every time that I can. And then this year when I got back in October, he is, he is uh, when he got back to, because the park there's a lot of people that come and go, when he got back to, he announced that he was retiring this year, and I knew that I wanted to take that next step in my faith, yeah. and uh, we made it happen. So uh, it's really cool, and I'm really excited to have the, the man with me uh, every step of the way.
2: Well, congratulations for that. Um, all right, let's, let's get back into racing a little bit. we uh, have been training. I imagine you've had a really uh, strong off season. Where where do you feel like you are, and, and what are your goals for 2019?
6: I feel good. I'm I'm just excited to get get everything going. Um, my main goal is to try to be to be there every chance that I get to put myself in a good position. Every gate drop, every heat race, every uh, main event. I just I want to be a main event guy, and I want to be top 15. Uh, that's the goal that I have. I want to get good starts and just put myself in a good place every chance that I can, and every chance that I can. Yeah. And if we do that, then uh, we'll exceed every goal that I have.
2: Okay. So what I, I know, I saw you up at St. Louis last year. You know, you you made some races. Um, what did you learn from that, and what do you feel like you've improved on this off season?
6: I just feel from last year to this year. I've honestly just kind of simplified a lot of things. Okay. Um, last week, it just kind of felt like everything was moving so fast. You know, it was coming real quick. I was right there to qualify for almost every single main event, but maybe had a tip over right at the last second when I could have taken a deep breath, kind of, you know, tried to change up some of my lines, not get so consistent hitting the same thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, now that I see that, I feel like I'm like, okay, well, now I'm excited I went through that, so now I can learn from it. So now it's just it's kind of just trying to, Take deep breaths a little bit more, and just kind of like relax and enjoy. You know, enjoy the process of what we're we have going on instead of rushing it and thinking and thinking, overthinking a bunch of things. I think last year kind of taught me to kind of be more confident in myself because I have the potential, and it's right there. I just need to do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's got to be somewhat intimidating when you line up with those guys that are the quote unquote superstars of the sport. You know, and it's probably not easy when you're sitting on the starting line in a, you know, in a heat race and you look over and you've got whoever, Zach Osborne, Austin Porton, or whoever, name the guy. It's probably difficult, I would think, to be like, okay, I, I'm, I can still be competitive with these guys. You have to have that confidence and mindset, and I, I would assume it's difficult to find sometimes. Oh, for, of course,
6: and,
2: and,
6: it, and it is difficult. Especially when you're, you know, your rookie year, you don't kind of, you kind of don't know where you stack up. Sure. Uh, I had the speed and I had everything to be with those guys, but I didn't have the confidence yet. And I think it took going through last year, kind of being right there on the bubble and making a main event. I think it took being there and just doing it to kind of see what I belong and where I belong now. Um, I think it, it kind of had answered a lot of questions for my off season. And I think it, it just prepared me for this year. So I'm really excited to get to go racing. Like now, if I, if I line up next to Martin, I'm coming over whatever way he is. I'm not scared of nothing.
2: <laughs>
4: nice. Uh,
6: but I, I'm just excited.
2: Yeah.
4: I'm
6: really excited to get to go racing this
4: this kind of weekend.
2: Well, that's awesome, man. Lane, I, I'm excited for you. Um, hey, before I let you go, let me ask you, and, and a lot of writers pre- don't like these questions, but do you pay attention to fantasy at all?
6: You know, I actually do. I don't. Okay. Um, I try not to get too caught up into it. I I, I always looked around last year at the first of the year. I kind of I played with it. This year, honestly, when the races have been going on, I I'll be going and playing golf. Okay. Uh, mental mental kind of sport that I have just been trying to get a I get a little bit better at. I turn my phone off. You know, I don't really want to watch qualifying. Wow. I watch the races, but I mean, it's not my time yet. You yeah. know, when my time comes to, to race. I you know I know what I need to do, and I know. What I've been preparing for, but I don't really want to dwell on uh, the other coast of what everyone else is doing. Like I'm just going to try to stay focused on what Lane Shaw needs to do, and that's what I'm going to go do.
2: I like it. I like it. I think you you got your mind in the right place. Um, looking forward to seeing how everything goes in the uh, sub-zero temperatures this weekend of Minneapolis, and I wish you nothing oh, but good luck, man.
3: <laughs> Thank you so much. I
6: I've never been in something negative 17, so uh, we'll see how that goes, but. I'm excited. Excited to be at the mini. Uh it's gonna be a good weekend and get the season rolling.
2: Definitely. And I'll see you in Dallas in a couple of weeks, man.
6: Woo Hometown, you better be looking for the cowboy hat because I'll be having it on. Oh no, uh, I can't do
2: that, dude. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> I, I, no.
6: You got you got to. It's Texas. Come on, now. I know, but better
4: impressions.
2: I, I was I was born in California. I've been here more in Texas Woo! more of my life than anywhere else, but I'm still California at heart, man. And but uh I
4: can I can respect
2: that, <laughs> but I'm gonna come find you, man. We'll we'll do a track. We'll do a race day interview on that Saturday. I'll see you in Dallas, oh, man.
6: I would love to. Please come find
2: me. Okay, Lane. Good luck this weekend, and I'll talk to you soon, buddy.
6: All right. Thank you.
2: All right. See you.
4: All right. Bye.
2: All right. That's Lane Shaw. Um, yeah, man. Be looking for him. I think he's gonna be a pretty good pick in fantasy. Um, he's definitely, you know, gonna be an underdog starting off, and he makes if he makes some mains, which I I totally believe he will. He's going to be a good pick, just like John Short and some of our other Texas guys. So, uh, okay, take another break, and we'll be back with um, Jamie Gayewski here soon. Hey, just before we get to our next guest, I wanted to mention that uh, you guys heard we we did a giveaway thanks to Donnie Emler Jr. At FMF where he gave away a free year subscription to the Drop their their thing they're doing where they give a one of a kind or not one of a kind but you get a new T-shirt every month that is not available to the public. Uh, you have to it's a subscri- subscription based. Um, I don't know what you call it. You know, it, it's a subscription based program you pay for each month but he gave a free one away Uh, we ran a contest we had some entries and we got a we got our winner Garrett Rockley won that and um, we we may they may be giving a one away to the second place guy too which I don't have his name right in front of me Um, but I want to thank Donnie Emmer Jr. for doing that and if you didn't get in on this shame on you that was a good contest because I'm really bummed that I didn't get the chance to win it um, all right, so yeah, just get involved with our contest. Patreon.com also help us support the show. Um, follow us on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Go to the Moto X-Pod show when you can. Um, we try to post up pics and different things there. Um, anyway, thanks for all your support. We're going to take another quick little break. Just be right back with our next guest. All right, on the line with me is a special guest, and she is brought to you by MX Girl Designs. If you're looking to make your modern bike pop or freshen up your vintage bike, Charlene at MX Girl Designs can fix you up. Char does fantastic custom work at a great price, so contact Char at MXGirl.com. On the line with me is Jamie Hayeski. She is a pro-female motocross athlete. She's been doing some of the Supercross future races. And uh, How are you doing tonight, Jamie? I'm doing very, very well.
7: Thank you for asking. Thank you for having me, by
2: the way, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen you on Instagram and, uh, you know... It, I don't remember how I started following you to begin with but I mean you're you know you're a female motocross rider which is freaking rad to begin with um you, you know and I, I noticed you doing some of these uh supercross Futures, which I wish I had known you were at Glendale I would have come and said hi to you uh but how's that been going for you
7: It's actually been going really well. I did the first 3 rounds. Um first round went really well. I did a fifth in the main the second one, I did a fifth as well with the slide out, um, so it kind of pushed me back a little bit. But yeah. this last round, I actually qualified for the Monster Energy Cup, so I took a second in the main. So nice. So it's been going very, very well, and like I said, it, I love that they kind of got that little program started for us under dogs.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic program. Like I said, I, I made the Glendale one, and um, I was kind of glad that I wasn't racing it, because... Uh yeah, I don't know. I forty three years old and I'm pretty sure I would have gotten hurt. Um
7: Yeah, it's um, definitely uh a, a little bit intimidating. I couldn't, I would have to say with the just the style of the jumps, you know, quick, tight, fast. Yeah. Just gotta buckle up and go for it.
2: <laughs> well let's give us some background on how you got involved with motocross to begin with.
7: Okay. Um, so in so my dad raced all his life kind of growing up. I have an older brother, he's 24, so when we were about, so we're two years apart, so in about 2002, well, 2000, sorry, we got introduced into uh, racing BMX, so we did pedal bikes for about three years, one from Titles, and then we went straight into Moto, and once we kind of got hooked, it was just buying new trailers, bikes, <laughs> and we just kind of took it off from there, we went to um, Ponca City, World Minis. Um, california gold cup back-to-back weekends uh so yeah i got started in about when i was about six years old So it was uh 2002 my dad just kind of once we got hooked on it i was just
4: all, all in. hooked
7: on it <laughs> yeah all that's what it was going weekend weekend race race this that so um yeah it's been a it's been a long journey definitely um in 2000 what is it 2007-2008 i broke both my femurs so it kind of took a little toll on oh, me I there. Bet. Yeah,
4: yeah, I was, so was going to
7: ask you about
2: injuries. So that's a nasty one.
7: Yeah, back to back. Um, first one, I broke my right above my ghost plate on my knee, three pins. And then uh, first ride back, I broke my other one. It was a <laughs> compound fracture right in the middle. Holy. And now I got a bar and six screws still currently in my leg. But uh, yeah, that was a of the worst i've had but after that i took about probably a three-year four-year break and then got back up started into it when i started racing for 50.
2: nice yeah that i mean that's you're a bad chick if you had those two <laughs> major injuries and still want to do it i'm very impressed i mean once it's in yeah, your blood thing, it's just you. hard to let it go
7: uh, yeah honestly i just i can't even explain the feeling once i'm just In that zone, it's just I feel like this is where I want to be, need to be, and we just buckle in. and I just love the turnover she gives me. And like I said, I once I like, I've tried every sport baseball, softball, you know, any other sport you think of, BMX, this, and it's just nothing. snowboarding, nothing is like motocross, in my opinion.
2: Oh, I agree, I agree 100%. Um. So the state of women's moto, unfortunately, is kind of in a low spot right now, but there's, there's some, some, fem- some names that are, that are really trying to bring the sport back. You know, you have Hannah Hodges and Jordan um, oh, yeah. J- Jarvis, who are, you know, some of the more well-known names. Um, and then you also have Feld really making a big push with the Makeup to Mud uh, project. What do you think about the state of women's moto and what can be done to help it grow?
7: Alright, um, I think it's definitely um not a lot of people, like, not necessarily care, but it's not, like, they don't take it as serious as women, which is kind of a shame, because there are a lot of talented women in the sport. Like you said, Hannah Hodges, Jordan Jarvis, like, they are just fast, great women that just basically are just as fast as the boys. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. If you tell me. But, um, yeah, I think, like, the makeup to mud and all that stuff that they're doing really, really is I guess you can only do what you can, step by step, and hopefully it will, like, because at first they had the WMX uh, series as well, and that kind of went bye-bye as well, which is kind of sad to see, because that was a great little series from East Coast to West Coast. Yeah. But um, I hope to see it definitely come back up a little bit, because, or a lot of it, let me say. Just because, like I said, like, us girls, like, even at Supercross Futures, they put us at, like, the last moto of the day. <laughs> I is, like, noticed. Real, like, that's just that's just so unorganized, in my opinion. Because, like, whatever, 30 year old, four year old, yes, I believe everyone has a chance in racing motocross. But, like, why don't you put us women, like, top 10 moto, just so we can get, like, Can we get a rough track. Don't get me wrong. Motocross is rough. But yeah. <laughs> that track is just deep to crack. At the end of the day. <laughs> well, yeah, and but, I
2: uh, I didn't realize they were doing that. Like, so is the schedule the same at every round?
7: The schedule is the same at every round. So we are moto twenty one and heat. So they do the heat first. So we're heat like thirty two, yeah. thirty four, and there's like thirty six, and then we're moto twenty one, which is it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I wish I could have a have a a, a saying like a word or something like that, but. I just I it's, don't want to be the one to complain.
2: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that. I, I noticed it at Glendale because that's the only one I was at, and I'm friends with Taylor yeah. Hyman, and I was watching her. And, and, yeah, and but, man, I didn't know. there. That's not really – it's kind of unfair that they don't rotate it.
7: <laughs> it's definitely unfair in my opinion, and especially with the marketing – like, not the – the main lady that actually runs her, her name's Tara. She's a woman. So I think that she would want us women to – like if I drove, I think I like top, you know, Moto five, motor six. We would be that much faster because that track is like that much more prime. Right, like it is motocross. Motocross is rough, but we get a definitely a beat to crap. And like I said, when you're traveling from Las Vegas, like me, we drove what eight and a half hours to Oakland. Right after we got done with Oakland, we drove straight home, so we didn't get home till three o'clock in the morning. Jeez, <laughs> so. Yeah. And it's me and my dad, so I'm like a privateer. You know, so I'm paying all this coming out of my pocket. All this coming out of my, a couple of my sponsors that want to help out here and there. Which thank you for my sponsors, but it it definitely, like I said, are I'm doing what I can with it, and sure. I think the Supercraft futures is was great to get something going for me because at first I was doing that works for a while, and like I said, I I liked it, but I'm a moto person. I'm I like track. I like you know fast jump sure. straight away and that, that like other stuff is cool but i'm i've just thrown up around
2: just like nationals and indoor outdoor so well um so who do you ride with on a regular did you say you're from vegas
7: yeah i'm i yeah i live in las vegas born and raised
2: here okay so like i know taylor hyman from out there but do you have like a do you have other girls you ride with or do you ride with a lot a bunch of guys or is there just even a set group of people that you ride with
7: um, I ride with a couple different girls, mainly guys, if you'd ask me, but if it comes to when uh like I said, Taylor's I know Taylor Hyman, she's a great girl as well. Um, Gary and Hickey, yeah we got Cassie Gavin, we got a couple of other girls like that, but other than that, they I rode with them when we would ride in works, but I kind of stepped away from that because we're so busy back to back weekends with supergrass futures. But other than that I just go to California and practice uh milestone oh, cool. all the stuff like that so any and like mesquite every here and there but it's mainly just trying to get out the cali cause that's where like you know the real competition and the real
4: are <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: so what is what are your goals with the sport you know i mean it um do you just continue you want to keep doing it for fun is there some other way in the sport you'd like to make a living um because like i said with women's moto being kind of down right now i'm sure it's not easy to get uh, a pain gig, but is there something in the industry that you would like to do in the future that you're working towards?
7: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, so like I said, I've been racing for things like this for years now. So it said it, it was seeing how it's you know you gotta you know you gotta get somewhere with it, and being yeah. like women's not being like the best way to go. Like I want to like be my plan is like I said, race the more. I got my pro license to That was already one of my goals, and then to now. Find a company, say, like, Fox or something like that, that I could be a brand ambassador for, still be around the sport, still be involved in the stor- sport, go to, like, the Supercross races, and, like, I always ride, no matter what, i race, whatever, here and there, but, yeah, I want to definitely, like, because, you know, getting older becoming, like, you know, more of a woman and stuff, I need to merge onto something that's going to career-wise or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, you know, pick like something like that, a brand ambassador for someone, like a big company that's like Fox or, right. you know, International, just something great like that. That's what I kind of could see myself doing, definitely being involved in Supercross or Nationals or going here and being a rep. So definitely something similar to that.
2: Cool, yeah. I mean, because there's definitely... Like first of all, I, I think it's a shame that the women's the WMX doesn't have a place in the industry right now. I'd love to see it come back. Yeah, um, I, I think it was. Agree more. Yeah, I think it was fantastic in the heyday with Jessica Patterson and um, Ashley Philyak, and watching those girls battle on race day. Oh
7: yeah, I I uh, kept in touch with Ashley. Ashley, I was riding with her at the Fox Raceway um, for the women's ride day just recently. Oh cool. Me and her have been going back and forth on a. Social media, and I finally got to meet her, and that was it felt just like a dream riding with her because I used to race back with her in like 2008. So yeah. <laughs> it was definitely cool to see that. And like I said, now she like her, so she's an ambassador for Husqvarna, something very similar to what I would like to even be. So when they have a ride day or something like that, they just fly her out, and you know, you go ride with the girls and be a face for Husqvarna. That's definitely something like just, I would be interested in, even right there.
2: That's awesome. Well, good for you. Yeah. Um.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, and then I noticed on your social media, tell me what this uh, Leah Lana's Bananas are, if I said that right.
7: Oh, yeah. So uh, it's a company I work for. Um, me and her, uh, she's uh, my boss, Leah. She runs it, and I'm her sidekick. We basically are a chocolate frozen banana business gourmet. So we deliver them all over Las Vegas, and basically we do events, and we have like a uh, contracts and stuff with, like, you know, Westgate, uh, Diamond Resort, UNLV. We have, a like, a banana cart. We bring, dip them right on the spot, and you they're made to order. They're, so they're gourmet, just, like, frozen bananas, dip them in your chocolate and whatever topping you want. You could pick gluten-free, vegan, uh, nut-free, and then we are accommodate a lot of, like, school and um, basically just spread happiness. That's what we're here to do is <laughs> spread happiness.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, yeah, I, you seem like a very happy, outgoing person, which, I, and I think that's pretty common in moto anyway, but uh, yeah, I'm impressed.
7: Well, thank you so much, Diane. It was great definitely uh, getting involved with you because I've seen you, you know, I followed you and stuff like that, and I was like, yeah, that'd be really cool to have a have a saying in what I do and like,
2: uh, yeah, definitely sports going
7: for
2: me. You know, we, we try to have a lot of females on because I I think, I think you guys, you ladies get overlooked and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, because I mean, look at the pro top level, there really hasn't ever been a woman that is at that elite level, but most of the women, if not all of the women in the you know, the WMX and at your level are much faster than most of us average guys, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and that kind of hits, hurts some of our egos maybe, but.
7: Uh, maybe that's what it is, but yeah, like you said, you got Jordan Dervis and you got Hoohan uh, Hodges are competing in the 250 SX Futures last, like, I think that's phenomenal. I think that's awesome, right? Like, yeah. That's, that's how you know that we're, like, don't even get- Men have like the overpower or whatever but us women should have a chance for that because we kick ass like oh absolutely <laughs> we and like you know we don't give up and you know boys are mean but I mean <laughs> too <but> no <laughs> well but, yeah it, it's, it's like so maybe one day but for now like so
3: baby steps I guess all you can do right
2: yeah yeah unfortunately it <laughs> is but I, I hope it comes back and and I hope that you just keep that drive and don't give up and, and just keep doing what you love and, uh, you know. and Oh,
7: never, never give up. That's the same Yeah. Thing. Are, are you not you... have to, like, stay fit, stay in the gym, stay healthy, and stay positive and spread happiness,
2: you know? Absolutely. Well, Jamie, it was really great talking to you tonight, and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll see you at, I don't know what rounds. Are you going to do any of the other Supercross rounds?
7: I'll be, at the Las, so I'll be at the Las Vegas round so in May, and then, like said, I qualified for the Monster Energy Cup in October 20th, 21st,
2: Okay, so I'll be there as well. Well, cool. I'll be at the Vegas final, so I will definitely look forward to saying hi to you.
7: Okay, thank you so much, and like I said, it was great uh, talking with
2: you guys. Absolutely. You have a good night. We'll talk to you soon.
7: You too. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that Bye. is Jamie Hayeski. Um, yeah, she's cool. Um she, you follow her on uh, Instagram and man, like I, I say it all the time, so I, I probably don't need to keep repeating it. But the women have a place in the sport. Um, it's impressive that they're out there, you know, because it is very dangerous. It's very physical. It's very aggressive, and the ladies are out there having just as much fun and going just as fast. And it, it, I think it's just rad. So support the support all the people that race. Doesn't matter, um, you know, race, color, creed, whatever. They're enjoying the sport that we all love. Okay, one more break and we'll be back with Justin Cooper. All right, our next guest is brought to you by Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets for 20 years. And all helmets are $295. Cannot be beat. On the line with us is uh, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha's number 32, Justin Cooper. What's up, Justin?
1: How's it going?
2: It's going good, man. Um, I'm getting really, really fired up for this East Coast uh, series to kick off. It's it's sort of like A1 all over again. You've been waiting and waiting, and you got something new. It really is, from a fan
1: standpoint, it's Look forward to looking for the, the East Coast riders to get out there and uh, you've been wondering where they match up and all that good stuff. So it's uh it's the same for us riders. We're looking to get out there and see where we're where we're at. And uh it's been a long off season, so uh yeah, yeah we're looking forward to it.
2: Well, you came into two thousand eighteen with tons of tons of hype. Justin Cooper's flying at the test track, um, you know, A one uh, I believe you got ninth, and then at Houston, things just fell apart, concussion, broke ribs. Man, it was, I, I imagine that was just gut-wrenching for your, you know, rookie season.
1: Yeah, it was it was a bad deal, but the positive way to look at it is uh, I got all that experience at the Tech and uh, got better at Supercross for all those months, so it wasn't that was bad, but I got uh, a lot more time to focus on outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time I got back, I, had, I was kind of ahead of everyone going into the outdoor season, and uh, I was pretty ready there, so I think that helped me.
2: Yeah, I mean, you you had some great races outdoors. I love seeing you out there. Um, so, you know, you, you've had this long off-season. You've had some more time to get ready for Supercross. You know, where do you think you are mentally, physically, um, you know, training, where, where do you think you're, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts for the start of the 19th season?
1: Uh, it's hard to really know what to expect, but uh have been riding a lot with my teammates and uh, we're all riding pretty good. So it's pretty, like it boosts the confidence knowing that you uh, are riding with your bicycles and he's leading the championship on the West. You kind of get to max yourself up there. and Yeah. It's, it's hard. Uh, just a lot of practice. Goes in during the week, and uh, it's all gonna come down to the racing now that's coming up. Yeah,
2: I know you won't really be affected by it in the stadium, but what do you think about the negative temperatures?
1: Yeah, I've been looking at that for the last couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> at one point, the wind chill was down to like negative fifty, so it's uh, pretty scary to think about. Yeah, stuff, but, uh, I think it'll it's warming up a little bit, so it won't be that brutal.
2: Yeah, I think if it was me, I'd just stay in the stadium. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be wandering around Minneapolis at all. I can tell you that. No, I imagine the
2: fanfare in the pits would be very low. Maybe, maybe skip autograph signings,
4: but, uh, exactly.
2: So tell me what, a, what a week of training is like for you. You know, what's your, what's your schedule? Days do you ride? Um, you know, what do you like to do to train?
1: Um, on a weekly basis, I'd say we ride three to four days a week. And, uh, then when we're not on the bike, we're uh either on a bicycle or in the gym doing that kind of stuff so uh a lot of cardio and uh just right now it's about maintaining the fitness, going into the yeah. season and uh backing it down if anything but uh yeah I guess a lot of mountain biking, road biking, gym stuff, and uh, obviously' riding
4: now
2: is there any part of training that you do not like because me personally like I've said this many times. I- I could never do it because I hate. I don't like training. I don't like eating right. I want to eat ice cream. I want to eat fried food. Is there something that you really struggle with?
1: Um, it's for me. I think the only thing I struggle with is the the week in and week out, just doing it every single week. Yeah, like it, it gets it gets tiring and uh, it's it's hard. I mean, you have to keep focused, and uh, for so long in the off season, it's pretty hard because you're, you're not racing so there's nothing to really look forward to and it's just
2: I can see the that stay
1: in shape. So that's probably the worst part about it. But now that the season's starting up, we gotta uh, we'll have like five months straight of <laughs> racing. So we'll be uh the weeks will be shorter and there'll be uh more to look forward to.
2: Yeah, yeah. I imagine the the weeks fly by probably during the actual race part of the season. Um Oh man, I'm sick, so I apologize. Um, so watching the West coast uh what we've seen so far through the first five rounds, is there anything that you learn from just watching it on t v that you see and you can pick up on
1: um not really it's it's hard, but uh, it's the same as any other year I really watched, like it's just uh coming down to consistency, and uh, you have to be there every single weekend, yeah, you definitely have good starts every weekend and you have to put yourself in good position.
2: So is there anything within Supercross that you struggle with or or excel at that you like you know whether it be whoops, corner speed, you know, finding good rhythm, staying low, um anything there that that you're like I said anything that you struggle with, anything that you're you feel you excel at?
1: I'm pretty good at uh I would say all that, the corner speed and the staying low and like pushing through the rhythms. But uh when it comes to whoop, I'm a little bit loops I'm a little bit smaller so it's yeah it's been all it's been a learning curve but uh i think we've got a process that's uh working now and the one lap uh, i'm pretty good at one lap sprints like one lap heaters for uh again qualifying practice and all that so okay. that's what i think i'm selling the most
2: yeah that's that's key for getting a good gate pick for sure
1: <laughs> yeah it just it just shows me that i have the speed to be there i just uh And then it's just figuring out the the pace for the the race. You want to be doing that for the whole race, and if not better.
2: Right. And and just from a fan's perspective and watching, it, it really seems like, especially with the younger guys, that sometimes at a younger age, you guys want to go out there and, like, I have to win. I have to win. I have to win. I got to get to the front, you know, even if you get a bad start. But I think we're seeing over the last couple of years that sometimes backing it down and being able to accept a fourth or a fifth tonight will be beneficial in the end. Um, is that something that you think you could do, you know, if you had to say, all right, I got to settle with this fourth or fifth tonight to, you know, to, to stay out of trouble?
1: Well, yeah, I think uh, that's a problem with most rookies. I don't know when to settle. or yeah, There's all this experience. I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but uh, I know – when it is the right choice to back it down and not do anything stupid to make anything worse. that usually comes with like a crash or a mess up in the race. You kind of have to refresh and uh, regroup and make sure you don't cause uh, more more mistakes to happen after that.
2: Absolutely. So let, let's back up a little bit to your amateur career. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there was not a ton of hype around you in amateurs. Am I right?
1: Yeah, I was kind of a nobody. I was like the average rider um, all the way up until I would say like a year and a half before I went pro.
2: And what do you think changed? What ch- you know, whether it be a, you know something within yourself or you know just where did that jump come from?
1: Well, I never had no pressure from my dad. Like it, it didn't matter if I won or I got tenth.
4: Uh-huh. He was always pretty happy.
1: So, it uh but it came a point, and I think it was, like, like right when I got into the A class, and I was like, well, I've wanted to go pro all my life in this sport, and it's just not going to happen unless you're winning. Like, you have to be the top guy leaving the amateurs because there's only, like, one or two riders that get a pro ride after their last am- year amateur. And you got to be the top one in the sport leaving amateurs. So uh, that's what I you knew I had to do, and... It was tough but you had to have a mindset where you knew you were gonna win and you weren't gonna let anyone beat you no matter what the situation was.
2: Yeah, well I mean that's the Jeremy Jeremy McGrath mentality right there. I go to the line knowing I'm gonna beat everybody.
1: Exactly. It's <laughs> uh that's how it was in Arixon, but obviously uh, stepping up to the pros it's not it's just not that way you're you're racing the best in the world. So uh Yeah. You have to be realistic about your goals and also smart.
2: Well, I was talking to one of my buddies um, earlier today, and we were just talking about the races, you know. And was like, you know, who, who do you, who's your pick for the championship? And he's like, oh, Justin Cooper for sure. And I, I asked, you know, like, well, why? You know, why do you think that is? Uh, you know, he he really, you only had one race last year, really. And he said, man, I just he just said something about the what he sees in you outdoors and your style and your your mentality that he sees in your interviews. Like he feels like you're the guy this year. Um, do you feel like you're the guy this year?
1: I mean, it's so hard to tell because yeah. I'm going off one Supercross. It's like uh, I expect myself to be up there and uh, battling for the championship, but at the same time, it's it's uh, it's hard to tell. But sure, I'm going to trust what I've been doing in the off season with my team, and I'm going to go out there, and that's what I'm going to be looking for. It's. We're going there to win. There's nothing really
2: else. Yeah, and you're you're on a team that clearly um, supports winners. You know, I mean, great bike, great team. Uh, your teammates, you know, are, are top-notch. Um, you definitely have everything you need behind you, and, and you seem to have the, uh, like I said earlier, the mentality. Uh, you know, you're. I don't think you're like a hothead. Um, you seem to be able to keep your cool in situations. All all key things that you need. Uh, does that a lot of that come from your family? You know, your, your your said your dad was you know helped you out a lot. As of course your amateur career, um, just staying calm and him not giving putting pressure on you. Did that help you? You think at this level?
1: Um, yes and no. It it always made me like more motivated and self. You have to be self driven if that's not the yeah. case. So uh, you have to. Uh, I'm just one of those people that kinda of expect it out of myself and we'll do whatever it takes to make those steps to go to the top and it's easy to get beat down in the pros. It's you <laughs> have to you have to be confident and you have to believe in yourself in order to stay up there.
2: Right. Um yeah, so I wanna ask you a question that I ask a lot of the younger guys is you know, when you when you pull up to the line and you know you look left and there's a Zach Osborne or a Christian Craig or you know, um any number of names that have been around longer than you—is there any intimidation, or do you, you know, are you over that at this point?
1: Um, yes and no. I mean, I just tend to kind of block it out. I, okay. I think I know they're all good. They're talented riders, and but uh, you have to believe in yourself. Like I said, and I mean, those guys are all doing the same thing I'm doing. It's just yep. about executing your your start and race. And I I know that they're look, doing the same thing, looking down the line. Uh, when they see me, I know they're they're going to be thinking about what I'm doing. So uh, it's just this, just blocking that all out, and, uh, doing your own race.
2: Absolutely. Well, before I let you go, uh, I'd like to know, you know outside of moto, if you know when you're injured or you just have a little bit of downtime, what do you like to do to get away from things and to refuel your tank?
1: You know, I haven't done a whole lot of. And I feel like I don't have enough time for that, but uh, <laughs> I really need to start making time for yeah. that. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm a basketball guy. I like to okay. go to the gym and play basketball. That's always what I've done as a kid. So kind of lost sight of that, but uh, I've been doing that a lot lately. And you know, just just hanging out. You got to get away from the sport whenever yeah. you can, and just keep yourself fresh.
2: Yeah, there's some good cardio playing basketball, man. I mean, that's a fun way, to, in my opinion, because I, I hate just running. Um, I don't really I don't mind mountain biking, but like cycling, I don't like to do that stuff. But playing basketball I find is the most fun way for me to get cardio in.
1: Yeah, I love it. I've been uh, playing ever since I was a kid. Nice. So uh it's always been a good sport of mine and yeah, it's something uh you know, get your mind off of everything.
2: Absolutely. Well Justin, man, good luck this weekend. Um I hope to see big things out of you. And I won't be there this weekend, but I will be in Dallas. So I will see you there, man. And thank you for coming on tonight.
1: All right. Yeah, no problem. Okay, bud.
2: Be safe and uh, good luck this weekend, bud.
1: All right. Thank you. All right.
2: All right. Justin Cooper. Um, So, yeah, we had three of the East Coast 250 riders on tonight. Uh, And, geez, there's so many good guys. Like You know, we talked about earlier with Daniel, Jordan, uh, Jordan Smith, and uh, Alex Martin, Christian Craig, Martin Austin. It's going to be a great series, and then you got the showdown coming up in just a few weeks. It's going to be here before we know it, 2019. And I think it's shaping up as we've already seen to be one of the best years in our sport. I do want to apologize for being congested. Hopefully, I wasn't sniffling on the on the mic too much. But yeah, I feel like crap, so I'm going to wrap this thing up. I uh, hope you guys were listening to the. The hidden word that we we threw out earlier that word came via daniel blair so uh yeah get that get your get your answers in to moto the contact form and you'll get a chance to win the first person that gets the right answer gets to win a pair of uh fly zone uh, pro zone pro or fly zone goggles all right that is it for this episode we will be back next week and hopefully i'll be feeling better see ya